This is Shelby Harris, and you're listening to All Eyes on Cleveland. Welcome into All Eyes on Cleveland here on the Twitch and YouTube OBR streaming network. Glad to have you here. Good to see you filing into the chat. This is All Eyes on Cleveland. I'm your host, Brad Ward. Thrilled to be with you tonight on a, uh, a glorious week of uh, victory celebration after week one. The Browns are victorious over 24-3 over the Cincinnati Bungles, and we prepare for Monday Night Football. Uh, we will get to your questions. We have some of your questions already, but we have a wonderful guest with us tonight that I would like to bring in. Mikey, go ahead and kill that music, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, let's bring in the one and the only Mike Chico Borman, host of the Chico Borman Show on Big Play. It's uh, YouTube.com slash Big Play. Uh, and uh, that's daily, 12 to 2 p.m. I've got a graphic here for us, uh, Chico. There we go. How about that? How are we doing, sir? Doing well. It's pretty sad when the uh, the cartoon guy looks much better than the real life guy. Oh come on! Don't do that. That's not. Uh, that's not. Uh, that's not right. How we doing? What do you think? What do you think? How you been? How's this uh, sh- week of shows been? Interesting for you? It's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you know more than anything else. I, I I know I said in the beginning of the week, and I, I don't know about your thoughts, but. I was glad that, first of all, not only that they won, but the idea that, like, if you could have it a certain way and and one side dominated, I would want it to be the defensive side that dominated. And that's not to say, like, oh, hey, you know, no biggie. I, I just feel like, you know, there was, there was really a, a lot of time and a lot of effort devoted to the defense whether it be Jim Schwartz, whether it be, you know, the personnel that was added via draft, free agency, trade, what have you. And so I, I think seeing that play out the way that it did made me feel really, really good, really, really confident um, and, you know, very excited about this Monday night football game coming up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was incredibly refreshing to watch that defense dominate like that, right? Like uh, uh, the payoff of the entire offseason and like, hey, do we need another defensive tackle? Do we need another edge? Like all the rhetoric around that. um, And to see that payoff with uh, Jim Schwartz and the, the, the swagger and the attitude that the defense had is just something I've been begging for for years chico like like when martin emerson started playing well last year i was like if everybody could just have the same in your face attitude as him you know what i mean and and that's basically what schwartz has done is he's implemented that throughout this defense they're playing so confident it was just so much fun to watch them dominate uh i know it was a it was a slushy mess that nobody was ready for. And the Browns offense kind of reverted to an older version or an older iteration of itself. Uh, And we basically put kind of 
the Watson thing on hold for another week, right? Uh, but it was so much fun. What a great win. Now, the national media, Chico, has been kind of dismissive of this win, right? A lot, Some have given some credit, but mostly have been dismissive. Oh, the Bengals always start early, right? And uh, Joe Burrow, you know, he was hurt. He didn't really have camp and have kind of been dismissive of it. Uh, it's kind of funny, the... Uh, some of the takes in one paragraph, they'll write about how bad Watson looked. And then in the next paragraph, they talk about how the weather was so bad for Burrow. Right. And that's to be understood, but are you, how much weight do you put into this win Chico? I mean, week one, it's exciting. Obviously we love the way it went down. How much weight do you put in it? I I put a lot in in it, uh, Brad. And I think, you know, first of all, I, I would, I, I would warn fans, and I've said this a while this off, that we can't get caught up in what the national media thinks because the bottom line is this. One, a lot of the national media um, is, you know, you're, you're talking about the last couple of seasons where they've been hearing about the Browns and, you know, uh, the talent level and, okay, well, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and then they haven't met expectations. So I think from a, a national standpoint, a lot of media and just the regular fans are saying, okay, how about you just show me instead of, you know, just yep. telling me about it. And then the second thing is, and, you know, I've brought this up on my show many times too, um, you know, the Deshaun Watson acquisition, this one was a, a controversial one. And it's not, I'm not here to get into that and, and whether they should or shouldn't have. They, they, they have gotten him. They signed him, and they gave him a lot of money. But, you know, we have to remember that there are some people nationwide that don't look at him and look at that acquisition um, as, you know, oh, wow, that's, you know, what, what a great quarterback and what a great mm-hmm. by the Browns. It, <laughs> That's going to follow. I mean, and that's oh, it, for sure. it's just one of those things that, you know, so I think if we embrace a few years ago in 2020, when they made the postseason, I think that largely around the country, people were like, good for the Browns, you know, good for the Browns, good for the fans. I think Browns fans have to have to realize that that, that love or that, um, you know, the lovable losers, that that em- embracing from the national media and fans isn't going to be there. But that's okay. Like, you know what? We yeah. always say that. I mean, because not many people are going to want to buy in. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it is. So what do, what did you make of uh, – what's your takeaways? It's hard to take away anything because of the, the, the mess that was the game, right? What was your takeaways from Watson's performance? Uh, I mean, surely you have to equate some of that to weather, although I do think that uh, early in the game he looked rushed to me uh, and because he was probably amped up and, and stuff. I thought he rushed some throws. Um, and surely the, the wet ball, they, you know, they've talked about how it was heavier and things like that, you know, and he missed Goodwin on that really long one at the beginning of the game. Um I thought there was some missed opportunities there. I don't think he played great. I don't think he played terrible considering the conditions. I mean, it's kind of like, well, we have to wait another week, right? 
to find out what what's really going on with them. Is that kind of where you're at too? Yeah, and, and I think you know the, the harsh truth. I think I think the harsh truth is that you know it's. I don't think he's at a hundred percent yet, and I don't mean health wise. I just mean yeah. you know him back and and at full speed, all of that sort of thing. And that might not be for a, another month or so. That doesn't mean that he, he that he's not going to play well at times, but when we're talking about Deshaun Watson and, and him getting back to 2020 form, which has been talked about a lot. Um, I think it's going to take a little while. I think it's going to take some time. And I think right now, you know, in a game like that with those conditions and yeah, that wasn't going to be very advantageous as far as a very conducive, I should say to, to that happening. The, the only thing that I would say that, that, um, I'm concerned about with Deshaun is something that he did even when he was in Houston and was playing well is that when, when something would break down, he immediately, instead of keeping the eyes downfield, the eyes would immediately drop and he looked to flee the pocket. And I think we saw that a little bit in that game. That's something I think he'll just, you know, he'll become more confident in his surroundings and the guys up front and probably won't do that as much. But I think all in all, um, you know, you saw him make some plays when he needed to. I do agree with you. I think the conditions played a major, major role for both quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, with Joe Burrow, though, he had guys like Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, and many <laughs> others uh, in his face all day. And that's, to me, that was my big takeaway is that defense. Here's the thing. The big debate this week, at least on my show, has yeah. been – well, is it the is it the secondary or is it the guys up front? You know, you've had a good week when people are like chicken or the egg. Is it the guys up front with the pass rush? Is it the guys in the back end with the secondary? Mike Tomlin looks at film and says secondary won it for him. I mean, that was just a, a an unbelievable effort by Jim Schwartz and his crew, and you just hope that they can duplicate it coming up on Monday night in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we've got a comment here. The great thing about Schwartz defense is that it wasn't just the wide nine. It was varied and blitzing and uh, showing many different looks confused the hell out of Burrow. And he did, too. He did a great job giving him different looks pre to post snap, confusing them, uh, confusing Burrow, um, who, who didn't look like himself. And, and the weather was, you know, obviously a huge factor. But I think, you know there's a marriage between the pass rush and the, and the defensive backs Chico and they, the, the Browns have a, I mean that this defense is so talented. I mean, if you're going to get that version of Grant Delpit all year and that version of JOK, uh, I mean, this defense could be really special. So, uh, that's just kind of where I'm at. And I'm, I'm willing to go and say that and not hyperbole because I feel that strongly about, uh, the defense, uh, coming away from week one, um, let me ask you this as we go into Monday football, the Steelers are 20 and O in their last 20 Monday night football home games. They're a remarkable stat. Um, what were your expectations for the Steelers before week one? I thought, and I guess I still do. Um, but, uh, they're tempered a bit. I, I still, they're always going to be a team that I think you have to, you know, they're, they're a team that to be reckoned with because of, of Mike Tomlin's of the current, you know, I, I know there's probably some eyeballs rolling here in that, but 
it's the truth. I, I also think, though, you know, they they may have been feeling themselves a bit after the preseason. Like, wow, you know, yeah. Kenny Pickett's going to take that year to jump and and uh, you know, but. I, what I think is funny is I don't think it's necessarily Kenny Pickett. Um, that offensive line just got absolutely used and abused by San Francisco. Like, I'm not a mathematician, but when Pro Football Focus comes out with rankings and Dan Moore rates as the 75th best or worst tackle, however you want to phrase that, out of yeah. 75 tackles, 75th, um, it was bad. And that offensive line, you know, they, they brought in a guy. They, they drafted uh, Broderick Jones. They, they added some on the uh, – as far as free agency. And, you know, San Francisco's got one of the best defenses in the game. After San Francisco – and now he's got to deal with 95 and and uh, and all the other guys on the defensive side of the ball. I think Kenny Pickett might be uh, – his head might be spinning by the time this one's over Monday night. That's what I'm hoping for. I, and, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, on the Tomlin bounce back, right? Like he'll spin this into having this team really ready to play, and the Browns have – only one in Pittsburgh, you know, in so long on in the COVID year when there was no fans there, right, in the playoff game. Uh, there's just a lot of interesting narratives here and a lot of streaks that the Browns can, like, get off their back if if they could just win this. The 2-0 and streak, right, the start 2-0, and the, the Monday night streak the Steelers in Pittsburgh streak, like all of these, it feels like are primed to get off their back this week. Cause I look at, I mean, I look at these teams and I honestly think like trying to take all bias out of it. I just think the Browns are a better team. Now, do I think Tomlin will have them ready to play? Absolutely. Um, but I just think there's more talent on the Browns defense and without Cam Hayward and without Deontay Johnson, it's hard to not think that, it, that it's a little bit of an advantage for the Browns who are surely feeling themselves. They're going to be in the all whites. I mean, it should be a blast, right? Yeah. I, first of all, I agree with you from a talent standpoint. I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be too many games this year where if you're just going to look at talent and on paper and say, Wow, I don't know if the Browns match up with this team talent for ten because yeah. you know they're they're loaded. I mean, again, go back to the offseason. Um, I, I've mentioned this a lot this week. You know, Andrew Barry, he had he had a checklist that you know much of it had to do with on the defensive side of the ball, and he did a very comprehensive, thorough job in checking off each of those boxes. And you know, you saw a lot of that pay dividends not only with the personnel, but the guy calling plays for the personnel and Jim Schwartz. And yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think that, you know, from a talent standpoint, they are as talented as anybody in the league. I thoroughly believe that. Now, again, when we start getting into crunch time and as the season rolls, does Sean Watson return to that 2020 form? You know, those are all things that, you know, we'll see play out. But I think as it relates to this Monday game, uh, Monday night game in Pittsburgh, you know, I I think the obvious answer is defensively, they can give Pitts. I 
that's that's right where this game's going to be won because I'll yeah. be honest with you, Brad. I'd be lying if I said that I felt super great about Jed Wills and Dewan Jones. I might actually feel a little bit better about Dewan Jones, the rookie, than I do oh. Jed Wills. Oh. And I, totally I'm not agree. trying to be disrespectful to Jed, but like, no, I agree. He's got to uh, he's got to play better, and this is a Pittsburgh defense that make no mistake they're going to be smelling blood. They're coming after those tackles, so. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good ball game, no doubt about it. Um, and we'll uh, I'll leave you this, with this question, Chico, here tonight, and I appreciate your time. If you were Tomlin and, and you saw watch the Browns play in Week One, what what would your strategy be? I I just feel like I would be like, man, I'm gonna load the box and make Watson beat me. And not let Nick Chubb beat me. I wonder if Tomlin's if that's what Pittsburgh's thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Um, well, I, I think a lot of what Jim Schwartz is thinking is a lot of what Pittsburgh's going to be thinking. Like we're going to try to um, we're going to try to mix some things up. We're going to try to put pressure on those uh, you know on those offensive linemen. But again, with the Browns, if if you're able to run the football. And you're able to, and I, I really, really did like this about Kevin's defense last week. I'm hoping this is a sign of, at times last year, Kevin would be, I don't know if stubborn is the word I want to use, but yeah. it was like, well, this is what this is what my game plan is, and I'm going to keep going and going and going with this. And he seemed to realize, like, you know what? Hey, we're gonna we're able to run the ball with Nick Chubb. Um, the elements aren't exactly conducive to throwing it down the field so let's just let's just do what uh what we do well and nick chubb is as good as there is so you know if he's able to do that hopefully take some shots downfield um you know you feel you know you feel pretty good i mean you feel pretty good about the game plan i mean make no mistake though that place is going to be absolutely um absolutely just on fire and they're going to be ready to roll but I just uh, I'm really looking forward to this game coming up on Monday. I think this is going to be a a Browns win and and hopefully two and zero for the first time in 30 years. Which as I say that every time I've said that this week, I just I've had to stop myself. Yeah, but I mean that's just it, it's amazing to think about. Not only that it's been that long, but the fact that two and zero is a very real possibility. But you know they're gonna have to uh, tighten them. So, hey, uh, Mike Chico Borman, the Chico Borman Show, live daily, twelve to two p.m. Follow him on Twitter at Big Play Chico. Uh, I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, I hope everybody goes out and tunes into your show. It's fantastic every day, and uh, we appreciate your time on the show here tonight, man. Brad, I appreciate you. I've said it many times, man. You're a grinder. I love your work. Um, you're very you're you're like Andrew Barry with that damn checklist in the off season. <laughs> Thorough, comprehensive. That's what you bring to the table. And uh, we're lucky to lucky to have you doing such a great job breaking it down. And anytime you need me, buddy, I'd love to come on again. Hey, I appreciate that. And uh, same goes for you. Thank you so much. You got it, bud. Take care. All right. Go watch him every day uh, on Big Play Sports. It's the Chico Borman Show, 12 to uh, 2 p.m. 
and it's uh, youtube.com slash big play. Uh, so go check him out. He's Chico. Chico's the best man. Uh, so, uh, and uh, we uh, had a uh, little bit of uh, audio issues with him there. So we just kind of wanted to, I wanted to wrap that up before uh, we got a ton further, just kind of cutting in and out a little bit, but no issues here. Uh, we can turn to uh, certainly your questions and some of your comments, which I've been starring along the way here. You guys have mentioned Shelby Harris's injury. Um, let's uh, go to the uh, injury report here today. Uh, and it has Harris as Achilles did not participate. Uh, that's ominous, isn't it? Right? Like Achilles uh, did not participate. Uh, I do not know anything further than that unfortunately um but uh hopefully you would think that um if it was something serious we would have heard more about it by now i think that stefanski said that he was considered day to day uh i believe he was talking about um because i listened to stefanski's presser today i believe he was talking about shelby um let's hope so shelby friend of the show of course uh, and, uh, yeah, so let's hope so, uh, there, uh, and, uh, as if you guys haven't seen yet, the boys were out today in the white helmets, which, uh, are going to look stellar under the, uh, uh, I heard Del Delpit call them the icy white helmets, uh, which are going to look amazing under the lights in Pittsburgh on Monday night football. Uh, which we can't wait for, of course, uh, as they're got a couple of pictures from practice today. A uh, couple comments here. Joe Manick says, Steelers will go heavy run. Yeah, so you would think that after the uh, debacle that they put forth in week one, that the Steelers uh, would look to change their game plan, which they abandoned quickly. Uh, and uh, ended up throwing it at weight. I mean, they were trying to get back in the game, right? They went uh, six straight three and outs offensively. <laughs> and this is after, I mean, come on, guys. we got to take some pleasure in this, right? Like, I mean, people were in Pittsburgh were anointing Kenny Pickett after the preseason, right? Like, it's a freaking preseason. He's playing against twos and threes. And, he, of course, they're going up and down the field. Nobody's showing anything. It's the most vanilla defenses in the world. Kenny Pickett just up and down, up and down. They were anointing him as the next greatest thing because he looks so good in the preseason. It's kind of funny. You got to laugh, right, a little bit. Um, so I would expect, Joe, to your point, that they uh, adjust uh, to make Najee and Jalen Warren uh, a bigger part of the offense this week. Um, as I think that, uh, I mean, if we get good weather um, on Monday night, and I don't know, I heard somebody mention something about rain. God, I hope it doesn't rain again. I don't want another rain game uh, with Watson because I, I would like to be able to evaluate what he does. Uh <laughs> based on its merits, right? You know what I mean? Like, are his balls that are landing five yards short of the receivers due to the weather, or is he still struggling to that level? Does TJ ever rush from the left? This is a great question. Great question. Uh, I've never looked 
to uh, me, do they move him around? They do not move him around very much. Um, but I thought the same thing. Like, so he he typically does rush off. He rushes off the right, the right, right uh, side, um, and off the right tackle side, and then um, and Highsmith off the other side. Now, if I was Pittsburgh, if I was Tomlin, I think I would send him over with Jed, like Jed, week one continues to struggle like the Browns first few series in that in that game were incredibly frustrating because the pocket was collapsing so fast now they adjusted they got him help I mean literally they they probably chipped I I don't know the exact numbers but it looked like they were chipping on well on Jed's side like half the game um, and that's enough to like to give him time, right? Uh, but now you've got Dewan Jones. I I agree with Chico. Made a great point. I actually kind of trust Jones at this point, and even in the small sample size that we've seen, better than I trust Jed. Like if I was if I was Pittsburgh, I would be sending uh, to your point. Um, I'd rather I'd rather be in Cleveland. Uh, commenting, I would send Watt over to that side uh, as well. Um, Pickett is going to the Hall of Fame, haven't you? Heard? Uh, I'm enjoying this week, and next week will be even better with a win. I agree, uh, Charlie. Pickett was anointed a Hall of Famer after the preseason, and it was just so glorious to watch uh, that outcome. I want to see Goodwin put the fear of God in the UFC North. Me too, Evan. Uh, like, I've watched, I probably watched that, clip of the what what a great play design right snap to chubb he hands it to watson as he's going left and uh you've got um elijah moore on a like a, a circle jet right and he's coming behind him and it, so it looks like they're going to run the option to the left and the safety's bit so hard like they both took two steps forward and to that side, uh, they were leaning and Goodwin went right past them. And I've watched the play so many times. Cause I'm like, what should have Watson done better there? Should he have thrown it earlier? Yes. Like he should have thrown it earlier. And if he would have thrown it earlier, the ball he threw would have been fine. Right. Or if you wait, then you really got to let it go because it's Goodwin out there. I mean, he had 20 yards on Dax Hill, and he made that up in the time the ball was in the air. Um, and a lot of people are like, yeah, Goodwin should have brought that one down anyways. I don't know. He had to stop his route, turn around, and go up for it. I thought if uh, – I mean – and granted, yes, it, it was wet, so maybe he struggled with the grip and the ball was heavy or whatever. But if Watson puts that one in the corner of the end zone or even in the end zone at all, he walks in for a touchdown uh, on that play. 
great play design. Um, so, yeah. OG Philly. I'll get right back to Charlie Chuck in a second. Listen, uh, a lot of people are guarded about this game, right? Uh, just because here's some more of the whites while we're talking, uh, which are nice, nice out there today. Um, but a lot of people are guarded about this game. I mean, like I was just talking about, there are so many trends here, right? There are so many trends going against the Browns here. 20 and oh, Monday night football at home, Pittsburgh at home. Like that is remarkable alone. And that's not even a Cleveland stat, right? Uh, Browns haven't won in Cleveland in forever, except for COVID. We've already talked about this. Like they, they just, uh, don't ever win in Pittsburgh. Um, unless there's no fans there and it's a playoff game and Stefanski's in his basement. A lot of caveats, right? Uh, I mean, so there's reason to be guarded. And like my favorite gambling show, and as you guys know, I'm a little bit of a degenerate on the gambling side. Uh, my favorite gambling show was previewing this game. And they all were on Pittsburgh. And they're like, this is the easiest one game to pick. Uh, they were like, this is the easiest game to pick of the week because the Browns are favorites. Feels like an overreaction uh, to for the Browns to be. But I'd like to your point, to answer your question straight on, OG Philly, I think that's a bunch of bullshit, to be honest. Like, uh, I don't, I don't see that. Like, I'm not guarded in saying that I think that the Browns are a much better football team Top to bottom, coaching-wise, Matt Canada is running that offense into the fucking ground, man. Like, I don't even know what they're running. On that, I mean, it, I don't know if you guys watch the Steelers-49ers game, but it's hard to watch if you are a fan of offense. Our game was hard to watch if you're a fan of offense. But, I mean, they are irate in Pittsburgh with Matt Canada, right? Uh, they should have gotten rid of him. They should have replaced him. They didn't. Um, and listen, like, I'm not guarded at all about this game. I'm all, OG Philly, I'm all fucking in on the Browns winning this game. I don't see how. Like, I, I've tried to think it through. Like, what are the narratives or what, like, not narrative-based, not all the stats-based that are pointing against the Browns? Because there's a lot of reasons, right? There's a lot of trends. All the trends point to Pittsburgh. Even the Tomlin bounce-back trend, right? Like, that's another one. Tomlin after a loss, right? There's a lot of statistics out there. Teams that lose by 21 and then turn around, and teams that win by 21, the team that loses usually beats the other team. Like, I heard that one today, right? Like, 75% of the time. All the trends are going the other way. I don't care. And here's why I don't care. If you look at this football, how is how is Pittsburgh's offensive line going to block Zadarius, Tomlinson, Shelby if he plays, even if he doesn't, uh, Miles? How are they going to handle this defense? Who's going to get open in the secondary? Like, uh, the secondary looks like the best secondary. I mean, to me, they look incredible, right? Emerson, 
Ward, uh, freaking Newsom, all played spectacular. And that was against the best freaking wide receiver core in the NFL, most consider. Deontay Johnson is out, to your point in the chat. Uh, I mean, so Pickens is the guy they're going to they're gonna focus on, right? Don't forget Oboe. You're absolutely right. Okoronkwo is a beast. Like, I'm just, I'm not guarded at all about it. I don't even think it should be close. Like, it could be close because it's in Pittsburgh, and if they get a turnover or something. But that's the only way I see this thing being close. The Browns should dominate this freaking game. And that's even... If Watson doesn't play well, what if Watson plays well? If Watson comes out and throws the ball well, I don't see how they have a chance. Like I, I just don't see it. Uh, and and it sounds real biased, but I'm. I just don't see it. I I don't know. Uh, I that's where I'm at with it. Uh, and uh, it's uh, God's honest truth. Um, We'll be telling to see the play calling gap between Stefanski and Shanahan. It's a good point, but you know, um, and the and the weather will dictate to this too, as you make a point, as they are, you know, from the same very similar play, you know, uh, the wide zone scheme, right? Um, from Shanahan's pops. And um the difference though is that Stefanski has altered the offense right now we didn't get to see it a ton as they kind of reverted back to a lot of that stuff um the 13 personnel and a lot of chubb running because of the weather and it was a good call right chubb running watson running in the weather they were difficult to stop and, and cincinnati couldn't move the ball at all if you get a weather game again we'll probably see that again right like that's what that's what I'm saying. Rocky Bubba can the entire uh, defense go to the Pro Bowl. Uh, Calvin Austin is pretty slippery. Uh, is he? I don't know. I don't know a lot about Calvin Austin. Uh, we should uh, have won by 40, says Evan. Um, Stefanski needs to do like last year where you almost scored on the opening drive. So Stefanski is excellent. We talked about this before a little bit with the uh, opening drive um, scripts, right? He's a good, really good scripting plays, 10, 15 plays in. Where he'd send his struggle last year is when they got out of that script and defenses made adjustments. And then, you know, what was his play calling going to be after his script was has run its course, right? And a lot of times they scored on first drives of the game, if you recall last year, or got down into the into field goal range. So he's very good at scripting plays. I think he'll have a good start to this game. Did, uh, somebody mentioned, is it supposed to rain on Monday night in Pittsburgh? I'm going to check this while we're talking here. Uh, go ahead. If you have questions, go ahead and fire them up in the chat. You guys are locked in. I appreciate you all for tuning in to All Eyes on Cleveland tonight. You guys are all great. Pittsburgh weather, Monday night. God, I hope it's not rain, man. I can't take another. I just want to see Watson for, like, who he is, right? Like, I want to be able to evaluate him on, on his merits alone. I know I already said that, but I'm saying it again. Shit. Uh, Pittsburgh weather, Monday night.
This is uh, all right. So Monday. This is so bad. Ten day weather forecast. Monday partly cloudy. Uh, this is in the day. At the night, it's supposed to get down to 53 degrees on Monday night. Um, we've got mostly clear skies, a low of 53. Winds west-northwest, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Humidity, uh, moon set. What? Um, 14% chance of rain right now for Monday night. So... I, I, I'm not, you know, that's just this site here and that's Pittsburgh. That's just from the weather channel. So 14% chance of rain. You know what it was on, on fucking listen every Sunday night or not Sunday night on Saturday nights. I do the show to, sorry about that. I don't know if you guys listen to it or not, but me and Jake do the game day preview. You should, if you don't listen to it, go, all eyes on Cleveland and subscribe or go to the OBR film breakdown and subscribe. But we've been predicting weather, right? And um, we do it every year. So we do like the game lines, the weather, everything. So we went to the Washington preseason game, all of us together, a bunch of us from the OBR, like Andrew and Jake and me and uh, Seth, who does all our graphics and everything. And uh, I'm not, uh, what, what, how am I going to upset Barry? Um, so we do this show and, and, uh, I said, oh, it's not supposed to rain. It's supposed to be nice for the Washington game. It poured. I sat under this awning for freaking, you know, the game was delayed. You remember for like two hours, totally ridiculous. So we learn our lesson third, more thoroughly look into the weather. 5% chance of rain said on the show on uh, this weekend and it freaking rained all day all day long on sunday watch my language yeah i okay all right sorry sorry red leader uh was i going i didn't think i was cussing that bad um but yeah so uh the um it rained all day and uh in sheets of rain like they were saying like it wasn't even like rain drops it was just sheets of rain just wetness in the air of course after uh i said five percent uh chance of rain so ridiculous uh i will try not to, not to upset barry although you know he said he said it's okay streak will end at some point uh why not monday night football wise browns are the better team i watched the Steelers game twice uh god bless you doing that only things that scares me is the reps helping the piss yellow yeah i agree i agree i mean uh we've, they've been known to get hosed there a few times um don't worry brad it'll be all right uh oh i'm i'm good uh three bombs in a half hour isn't exactly that much uh, yeah right that's what i said that's uh it's tame the weather sucked at the stadium. Glad a nice woman gave me a disposable rain poncho. Good looking out to whoever helped Connie out at the game. Uh, right, Evan. Yeah, I mean, so... Um, don't let the terrible towels get going. Yeah, I mean, so... it. Joe makes a good point in that this is going to be... 
an electric atmosphere, right? So they are going to be absolutely insane. You know, uh, it's going to be Monday Night Football. The A team is on it for ESPN. There's two Monday Night Football games this week. We are the later one, right? I think 8-10. And then um, I was thinking, though, uh, you to, to mention earlier kind of what I was get, alluding to with Chico before his audio went out. If I was Tomlin, and I would be like, we are not going to let Nick Chubb beat us. And you can say that, and teams have said that before, and they still gotten beat by Nick Chubb. So I'm not saying like that in itself is enough. But if I was strategy, right, against this Browns team, like, don't you have to make Watson prove it to you? Especially if you're concerned like that, hey, their defense looked tough as hell, man. Their defense shut down Burrow. They were playing man-to-man all over the field. Their safeties were drilling people. They had pressure all day on the quarterback. Like, they're going to give Kenny Pickett fits, right? So if we're going to have trouble moving the ball, and I'm Pittsburgh, I am not going to let Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson beat me in the run game, right? Like, I'm going to make Watson... Prove to me that he can throw it in in this in this game, and I just think that's what their strategy will be. I predict they will be sneaking safeties up into the box all day long. To to they'll be spying Watson they'll, on pass plays, and they'll be sneaking guys into the box to play Chubb in the run. And I just think that that will be the emphasis, right? And they're going to be like, okay, they're corners, right? And their corners aren't great. Pat Peterson talked a bunch of shit last week, and then he got smoked all over the yard uh, by uh, uh, the wide receivers from San Francisco, especially Brandon Ayuk, who looked like a Hall of Famer last week. But, you know, Pat Peterson and... Uh, I think it's Levi Wallace, maybe, on the other corner. Uh, I'm surprised that they haven't uh, called on the youngster, Joey Porter Jr., only played like six snaps. I would expect him to play more um, in this game. Uh, but, like, I would let their guys see what they can do in the back end and try to make him beat you. Uh, make Watson beat you because I, I, if I'm Tomlin, I'm just saying I can't let Chubb beat me. That's just too obvious and too easy. I'm not doing my job uh, as a coach if I let the most obvious weapon on their offense beat you. If there's any question mark about the Browns offense, it's going to be about what Watson can do in the pass game. And he hasn't proved it yet because of the rain although I do thoroughly believe that he will come around. If I'm them, I'm loading the box up, I'm sneaking guys in the box, and I'm bringing Watt and Highsmith all day and and blitzes, and, and, and even if they have to take guys out of coverage, like that's, I think, their only chance to win. Um, OG Philly making a good point here. I'll get to that in a second, OG Philly. Uh, Charlie, Chuck, interested in your thoughts on Ford usage. I knew some of it was mop-up snaps, but I want Chubb out there unless he can't breathe. 
Are we saving Chug legs for retirement? LOL. Uh, so, I mean, he got plenty of work, right? He went over 100 yards. Uh, it, some of it was mop-up duty. And I think some of it, too, was like Ford didn't have a preseason, right? Like, he had no preseason because he was hurt all preseason. So once it was kind of mop-up duty, I think some of that was like, hey, let's let's get Ford going. Um, what's interesting about that, so I didn't have a problem with it this week, Charlie. In uh, if if the game's closer, it should be Chubb in there, right? And certainly he's going to need spells from Ford. But in this game, I didn't mind so much because to me, I kind of looked at it like this is he's making up for the time lost in preseason. Like he needs to take some hits, right? Like these guys need to take some hits and get into game shape. When has when has Ford had the opportunity to do that? He hasn't. So that kind of made sense to me why they did that. Uh, interesting here, Njoku is going to have a big game because of it. I agree. He could have an absolutely monster game because of the matchups that they go with. And last week, an interesting stat, I think they, they were in base like 50% of the time, which is absurd in the NFL, right? Pittsburgh was in base like 50% of the time. If they're in base that much, Njoku should have an absolute field day. No linebacker should be able to guard him, right? It's not, they don't even have Devin Bush anymore, who's like a hybrid, right? There's nobody that should be able to guard him. Um, also, interesting, I found this before the show. Njoku, how about this? David Njoku starring in a movie. I don't know if any of you saw this. Uh so I guess this was during the offseason. He will be in a movie called The Wrecker with uh, Harvey Keitel and Tyrese Tyrese Gibson. I think Tyrese... Uh, didn't he have that song? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it now. They played it at like my eighth grade dance, I think. Uh, Thursday night... Uh, okay, yeah. No, uh, Njoku in a movie called The Wrecker. So that should be interesting. Uh, supposed to be a couple couple big names there. Uh, Joe Mayer's calling for Elijah Moore uh, breakout game. I hope so. I thought Elijah looked good in week one. He was able to get separation. He made a couple of nice contested catches in the weather. Um, and just his effect on the field, as you saw in the one play that we talked about, where it should have been a touchdown to um, Goodwin. Uh, I mean, he pulled the whole field to that side on the bubble, on the uh, jet bubble behind the uh, Watson there. Um, let's see here. It's what though? Just a name. All of the bases. Why Joe? Yeah, you absolutely right, Charlie. That is why Joey Porter barely played. Um, but you know, the sweet lady. That's it, Rocky. I knew I could count on you, sweet lady, Tyrese. He's an actor now, but that song. Remember that song I, I think i was in middle school i think when that was popular but i'm showing my age but that's okay um sweet lady yeah to my tyrese back in the day all right uh if they are gonna creep the safeties up there's gonna be lots of chips uh and releases yeah, yeah. and joku bryant chip and release uh take the easy stuff right like i would like to see um, and, and I, Stefanski may do this. There was some good shot plays early. Like we love that play design that they, that they, we talked about already. Right. But, 
Um, if I was thinking about the past game and watching this game, and once again, depending weather, like one of the reasons that the Browns dominated week one was because Stefanski was, you got to give credit where credit's due. He was willing to pivot his game plan due to the weather, right? He pivoted and they were Browns were more equipped to handle the weather because of the run game. So, um, you know, I would try to get some short stuff to the tight ends early to your point, OG Philly for Watson, get his confidence up. And, um, yeah, so absolutely. Your $50 bet is going well. Elijah Moore leads the Browns scrimmage yards, uh, other than Chubb. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys, uh, we gave out some bets the other night on the, uh, game day show too. And I think about, I think all three of them hit. It was like Chubb, Chubb, uh, receiving yards hit, Watson yards from scrimmage hit. Um, yeah, they, they all hit, uh, you know, what didn't hit was, uh, I think I said anytime touchdown, uh, Nick Chubb did not hit Rocky Balboa. I thought Stefanski called a nice game. I did too. I thought he called a really nice game. Um, he adjusted and, uh, I thought that they didn't, the Bengals had no, like, in retrospect, what could the Bengals have done to stay in the game? Got the running game going. They couldn't. But they did get a few nice runs from Mix in there in like the third quarter. But they went right away from it, right? Like they didn't have the discipline to stay with it. Stefanski's been here before. They leaned on the stuff that they know how to do, right, in the run game. They're multiple in the run game. They're difficult to guard. Their, their offensive line and and Chubb are just difficult to handle because they're so multiple. It's not just wide zone. It's all the other run schemes too, as Jake always talks about, right? And that's why they're so difficult. And then when you throw in Watson as a wrinkle off of that and him running the ball, it's just, uh, it's just a lot to handle, especially in the weather like that. Um, Watson over under 275 from scrimmage total. Uh, if it's total, I'll say over, uh, if running and passing. Um, I think Najee Harris is overrated three point. I do too. You know what? I think listen, Najee is a, he is a tough back, but he lacks some of that explosion in my opinion. Like he runs really hard and he does damage. But he lacks some of the explosion. The guy that has explosion for them is Warren. And he's the guy you got to watch out for. Because when he hits a hole, he hits it hard. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that sounded, whoa, hey now, watch how you say that. Uh, he's no Ben Gay. No, he is not. Uh, that is so true. Uh, J-Bone, no rain over. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over on no rain. Give it to me. I, uh, you know, just for the heck of, just for the heck of it to, uh, um, hope that it doesn't rain. So total yards, J-Bone, uh, I'm going over 275, over, no, oh, he's saying no rain over. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Uh, no rain over, if it rains, probably under. 
Um, but he'll probably run for more yardage um, if it rains. I was concerned about Stefanski letting Watson open it up downfield, but now I see explosive plays are going to be an emphasis. They are. They absolutely are, and that's a really good point. Um, my point was kind of like uh, maybe – like I love the shot plays, but maybe in this one, get it? You know, I like this rollout play to Njoku that gets you fifteen because he runs over ten people. Maybe start with one of those, and then a screen to Chubb, and then like a you know a stop route or something, you know, seven yards down the field to more because he's going to get separation on that. Give him a couple easy ones, and then let him throw that deep ball, right? Maybe uh, Buck and Aikman announcing. Joe Mannix points out, which is absolutely true and fantastic, uh, the A team uh, on uh, Monday Night Football. I ain't afraid of no Kenny Pickens. He ain't no Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, so Pickens struggled week one. I just don't... It's not even like... I don't know what Pickens ultimately is going to be. I don't really, I'm not a big Pickens believer, right? Like there's people out there that think that he's going to be really good at some point. Uh, I just think that I don't see the path to Pittsburgh being able to protect him against the Browns front. I just don't see it. Uh, we just need Jed to hold tight. So Jed uh, on the left side. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with high Smith what they do um, with Watt, if they move them around at all, typically they don't. We'll see what they do there. But Jed is kind of the leaky sieve on that that offensive line. Um, Pickens, Pickett, switch to... Uh, I don't know much about Pitt's O-line. Are they any good? Not particularly. They gave up... I think they gave up five sacks. Uh, now, San Francisco loaded but so are the browns up front right so um i don't know if they're as loaded of a front four as san francisco but they're close so so they should give them fits there i know their center had a terrible game what's his name mason cole is that right or or, uh that's not yeah mason cole their center had a really bad game they brought in uh in the offseason this isaac sayamalu um to play guard for them. Um, and then, you know, they have that, uh, their right tackle is, uh, a core for, um, they'll use Najee and Jalen Warren and they'll use Anthony McFarland in the uh, screen game a little bit, but that's about it. Um, but I do not think their offensive line is very good at all. No. Uh, I think we'll see RPO RPOs to slow down the edges. Great point by OG Philly and, uh, test their discipline. Uh, didn't see it much Sunday, but it's coming. You're right. It is coming. It's a huge part of what the Browns have incorporated this year. And it is a way to neutralize the edges, right? Um, that is one way you can make them slow down and stay at home. So, you know, Washington takes a snap, run pass option. He reads that, right? He's reading that edge. And if he's coming, 
he's giving the ball off, right? And then you're getting big chunk yardage because you got guys running upfield instead of staying disciplined or setting the edge or whatever, right? So it's a great point by OG Philly. And uh, obviously a wrinkle that Stefanski has put in that can make a difference against a pass rush like this. Great point. Um, put both Moore and Chubb in the backfield for RPO. Yeah, like I, I, we saw some creative stuff. Even with the weather, we saw some creative stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, this defense would have shortened Ben's career. That's I agree. This defense, this defense is truly something tangible to get excited about when you're talking about the Cleveland Browns. And I think the offense can get there, but like right now, like the attitude they play with, like how funny is it that, uh, I don't know if you guys heard it, but that um, Schwartz said, not cheering with your teammates after a good play is a loaf. Like you're loafing if you're not celebrating with your teammates after a good play. Like that's freaking great, man. That's hilarious. I love that, right? I love everything about this defense, their attitude. I, I've been banging the table and last year saying – they need an identity. They're hard to like because they don't have an identity. And what Schwartz has done is brought an identity to the defense, right? They play for each other together. It looks like they're having an absolute blast playing in this defense. They're playing fast downhill. They're celebrating every play. They're playing with swagger, confidence. Like that's so much fun to watch and so much easier to like and get behind when a defense has an identity like that. Offense just needs to get, yeah. So, I mean, it's really hard to, Evan, to your point, it's really hard to take a lot away from the offense. I mean, they did their job, right? Chubb was great. Watson ran the ball well, made a great read on the play that, you know, they had ran two plays to the huddle. He saw the sneak, got in the end zone. So he did some good things, and he made some decent throws later in the game. So, I'm, like, I think it's coming. It's just really, it was hard to evaluate in that weather. It's really hard to evaluate. It's not just the talent, it's the coaching. Schwartz is for real. Uh, he has proven track record. I don't see how Pittsburgh is going to meet them. You're right. And like, we talked, if you watch the show, we talked about it in the evolution of, of Jim Schwartz's defense, right? Like, he won the Super Bowl in Philly. And he, and he lost his job in Philly because teams had kind of figured out his coverages on the back end. And then he went to Tennessee as a consultant. And when he was there, uh, it was Bowen, right? Their DC who kind of, you know, modernized the coverages on the back end. And he figured out how to modernize coverages on the back end disguise stuff pre to post snap and run the wide nine, right? So how can you run the wide nine and still have two safeties back? Well, they figured all that out, right? How do you run the wide nine uh, and not sneak a safety safety in the box to help the run game? They figured that out with some modern coverages with uh, mugging the a gap uh, and bringing different blitzers from different directions, as we saw the Browns do with Delpit and some other guys. As you you saw Miles Garrett drop into coverage week one, right? Like, when have you ever seen that before? That's because they are simulating pressure, bringing it from one spot and dropping another guy. And that stuff that he picked up there, 
made him like lethal as a coach, in my opinion. So everything that he brings culture wise, along with what he picked up there, along with what he already was, the Browns are benefiting from big time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool to see him drop like that in the coverage. Uh, he actually complained about that once before, but you didn't hear him complaining on uh, uh, this week. Legit baby for sure. Hey, you guys are great, man. This fired me up. Uh, I'm ready to go. We're, we are ready for Monday Night Football. Remember what we said about strategy? Let's keep an eye on that maybe. Let's watch for it, see if they're trying to load up the box against Chubb or take away the run. Uh, I hope it doesn't rain. Uh, you guys are the best chat in the land uh, as we are a little o- over our OG Philly locked the frick in. Locked the frick in. Uh, and uh, this, you can get excited about this team. I'm not guarded. I feel like you can get totally excited about this defense. I think they're going to give Kenny Pickett fits. Evan Joseph locked in. Everybody locked in in the chat for sure. Uh, listen, we will be back. Uh, listen to the podcast at All Eyes on Cleveland. Uh, where all popular podcasts are found. Um, and uh, listen to um, uh, the post-game show on Monday night and uh, the game day show for me and Jake. And uh, to keep keep it locked into the OBR, baby. Uh, this is going to be a monster week. 2-0. All of those narratives, all those trends, just like the weight has been lifted. That's what it needs to be, right? The way it has been lifted. This has been another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. I appreciate you all in the chat. You're all fantastic. And uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks again to Mike Chico Borman of the Chico Borman Show. For the OBR, my name is Brad Ward. Go Browns, baby. It's real. It's real. You start getting excited. Uh, Go Browns. Monday Night Football. Keep it locked, all eyes on Cleveland. I'm Brad Ward. Thanks again. We are out.